do you have a secret to happiness? Uh, y'all Did got, you say it? Would you say you do? I yeah yeah. But y'all should marry a supermodel. Ah. Yes, it's worked wonders Wait. for me. How is it going? All right, guys. Tanner's still. I don't know what it is. This is his house, and I somehow always am in the room before him. We have a really special guest today. It's Father's Day. Tanner has me working on Father's Day. I'm sorry, Dad, that I'm not hanging out with you. But we're here. we got a great dad that's going to be joining us today. He's a UFC fighter, um, and he has a father of five. I don't know. He's just like the most happiest, positive guy in the world. He's also Tanner's boxing coach as well. So this is going to be interesting. We've got a lot of awesome questions to ask him. Already clapped? I already clapped. I kind, of, I kind of give a little bit of a gist, but you could uh, re-gist it. <laughs> Come on in. Welcome, oh, Sam. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you. Welcome, welcome. Good evening, No Fox viewers. Today is a Father's Day special. We have a real-life superhuman in the flesh right now. My coach for boxing. That's how uh, I got introduced. UFC legend. We have 35-year-old Sam Alvey all the way from Waterford, Wisconsin, 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 Wisconsin. How you sound like you're from Wisconsin? Yeah, Wisconsin. Eight here now. Pronounce that correctly, I'd say. Wait, how uh, do you say bag? It's a bag. Oh, you don't say it bag? Like no, no. I, I don't. My, see, my mom's from Indiana, and so she's got that southern draw. So okay. I got a little bit of that mixed in with me. All right, all right. But you say don't you know? Yeah, yeah, I'm sure I do. What about? I threw a lot of uhs and as like eighty-er. Just slow down, guys. You, you, you gotta know. You gotta know something. Just slow down. <laughs> I so love it. the that bubbly drink with like sugar in it. Everyone drinks. Like, what do you call that? Uh, you know oh, that with carbonation. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a soda. Oh, it's a soda. Yeah, it's a soda. It's not pop. Nah, pop. Yeah, I hate people that call it pop. It's not pop. Soda. Okay. Yes. What about a what about a backpack? Is it a backpack or is it a book bag? No, it's a backpack. It's a backpack. Yeah, okay, it's fair. Been a backpack. Fair. So uh, Sam Alvey, ladies and gentlemen, UFC legend. He's had over 20 fights in the UFC. You've been fighting for over half your life. He literally leaves. He lives and breathes fucking people up, like quite literally. And uh, we're going to we're gonna learn a lot about yeah. about Sam today. How yeah. are you doing, man? Oh, I'm feeling wonderful. Yeah, yeah. I had a good spar this morning. Yeah, you're training uh, right now? Yeah, it went church to sparring to here. Straight up, straight up. How's uh, Father's Day going today? Uh, today is Father's Day, by the way. Yeah. Listening. Happy Father's Day. Well, thank Happy you very Father's much. Day. Thank you, thank you. I got, I got a flock of them just outside here. Um, yeah, it's been a good day. Good day. Just a nice day. You know, Father's Day is different than Mother's Day because fathers, they just want to do nothing. If they can do nothing, and that's awesome. Mother's Day, I always want to do something. Mother's Day, you kind of like have to do something Did you for know? mother, but you just want to chill. That's your day off. Possible, yeah. Did you know Father's Day is the 20th most celebrated holiday in the States? I just heard that. We're like behind Arbor Day. Yeah, behind Arbor Day. Oh my goodness. What that's is, terrible. What is Arbor Day? I don't it's even know, day. but I know it's ahead of Father's Day. What, tree Day? I think it's Tree Day. Arbor Day is Tree Day. Oh, okay. Where is Mother's Day on the list? Number two. So it goes Christmas. Damn. Your mama. Arbor Day. <laughs> Fathers. Damn. That's oh, yeah. I sure can. All right. All right. Yeah, if you can, you can wear the headphones if you want. You don't have to. It looks... Okay. So man, let's let's start it off. Let's start it off. Why why do they call you Smiling Sam? I'm sure you've answered that in a thousand <laughs> interviews, but uh, that's your nickname. That's your name in the UFC. Like, uh, you're yeah, Smiling you, Sam. You know the simplest way is my name is Sam and I smile a lot, so that's it just worked. 
But, you know, I, I was almost the Grin Reaper there for a minute. The Grin Reaper. The Grin Reaper, yeah. Uh, and <laughs> I think it was my dad that, that said, nah, nah, that's, that's lame. And uh, he he came up with a Smiling Sam. Smiling Sam. Yeah. I like that. It, it rolls off the tongue. It's it's when I run for, you know, president someday, who's not going to vote for Smiling Sam? So <laughs> so what is that? Like, then why did your dad want to call you Smiling Sam? Like, I, I've always been a jovial fella. I've, I've, always, I've always been the smiley guy. You're known uh, for being in fights and just like yes. full grin. Yeah, it's one of the most famous photos of me is i dude's trying to choke me he's squeezing hard and uh the ref's coming in making sure i smile at the ref to let him know i'm fine and the, <laughs> it's i remember the moment because the ref comes in he's looking all concerned and i smile and they say oh okay and he just like backs way off and stops caring at all right, right, right. Uh, and it was we got a got a really cool photo out of that okay, okay. Has, so has that saved you a lot of times from a ref calling a fight uh, no, I don't, I don't get in trouble that often okay. during fights. Uh, but, uh, that I, I've, I've been caught before where I give the thumbs up and the ref doesn't care. Or I do, you know, they, okay. They don't like that. They like the smile. Oh, okay. Man. Yeah. You're like, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm, good. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to be here. Okay, man. So like, uh, I've spent a lot of time with you last three months. So I've got oh, to man. know you cause we've been training every day. Um, again, if you, if you didn't hear me in the beginning, Sam was my full-time coach for the boxing match. So we were working a bunch together and I always asked you random questions about your fight career and just like, I, I want to tell the people how you got into fighting. Cause how does somebody get into being a UFC fighter? Like where does that start? How old were you? You know, yeah. like you just woke up one day and you got cracked over the head and you're like, I really like doing this. How, it, how did you get into it? You know, that's closer to the story than, than most people. Uh, I, I never knew about the UFC. I never watched fighting, never took Taekwondo. I was a band nerd almost my whole life. I played trumpet for 20 years. I played in college. I was, I was a semi-professional trumpet player, meaning the, the band I was in made money and it was an orchestra or a big band also, but I never got paid. So it was semi-professional. Um, I, I never really did anything like that. Just someday somebody says, Hey, you want to fight? I said, yeah, okay. And like uh, street fight. Uh, no, no, I, uh, I'm Owen one in the street. Oh yeah. one. Oh, you lost. <laughs> yeah, I lost. I got my ass kicked in that one. Um, uh, but, <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah. Someone said, you want to fight in a cage? I said, You're okay. So later that day I was in a cage and I almost won. He like knocked him, but I didn't know the rules. I knocked him down. He was like, they're dying and bleeding. And, uh, he celebrated and then he stood up and, and I, yeah. And then, uh, round two happened and he beat me up round two. And I was kind of hooked after that. I said, well, that was fantastic. So immediately I started looking for my next fight. Um, and I didn't start training or anything, of course. I just started <laughs> looking for another fight. And I got that. And I knocked that guy out in 12 seconds. And the second I, one? It's my second fight. Knocked the, This second fight, the guy I fought was probably 350 pounds. He was not an athletic 350 pounds, but I was 210 or something. He was just massive. Yeah. All the bell ring came up. Boom, I just crack him, and he goes on hard. He may not have woken up yet, and this was 15 years ago. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. dang. I, I hit this boy hard. Uh, and it's like, oh, that was that was way better than getting, than losing. Uh, and I just kind of kept doing it. I ended up fighting in Russia uh, as an amateur. I fought over there, and I won. It was a team of five Americans. I was the only American to win. Um I got back on, it was a Monday. I was overseas for like two weeks, and it was the coolest trip ever. Fought and you're how old at this point? 21. Oh, so this is like two years after you had started and you're already no, in I start, I No, I started fighting when I was about 21. Uh, oh, shit. So yeah, I quick. just started ripping, ripping through them. Yeah. I didn't know there was, I honestly, I never, I didn't know anything. I didn't know that that's not the way you do it. I just, you know, I've watched Jackie Chan and Ninja Turtles uh, and they, they're always whooping ass. I figured, okay, it can't be that hard. Uh, and I went in there and it wasn't that hard. It, it was, I was just winning. 
I fought in Russia. We landed on a Monday coming back. And then on Wednesday, I got a call. I said, hey, you want to do a heavyweight tournament this upcoming weekend? Jesus, said, bro. Let's do it. So it was three fights in one night. And I, I knocked all three of them out. Um, first round, first round, second round. And then I won $1,000. I got one of those big checks saying I won. Yeah. And uh, King of the Cage said, all right, you're a pro now. I said, oh, fantastic. What the uh, fuck? <laughs> yeah, I still have not trained today. Uh, during this camp, so they said, all right, your next fight is in two months or something. You didn't train, meaning you just showed up and fought. No, or no. you didn't, like, study, like, jujitsu. No, I did nothing. You I mean, just I, were bare. I didn't even work out for this. Outside of I, I liked lifting, so I, I didn't know that. I really didn't know it was something you could train. Um, and King of the Cage said, yeah, okay, you're a pro now. We'll pay you $250 for your next fight. I said, okay. So, uh, like, three months later, and at this point, I started, well, I should probably run or something. Uh, so I ran a little bit more for this one, and uh, I submitted. I submitted my, my professional debut. I'm not a submission guy. I'm a knockout guy. But my debut, I, I got a Camara. Uh, and then after that, I, they gave me the check for $250. I said, whoa, this is awesome. I should do this more often. And then I, I started a gym myself. Um, I, and I, I was taking weapons at the time, like nunchucks and sticks and size and stuff. And I asked him, Hey, could I do this? in you know, the back room when we're not doing other stuff, he said, yeah, okay. Uh, Mr. Metz was his name. And so I just started telling people and I kind of built up a club in which I was the head instructor for four years. You instructed people? But you yeah, I had no idea what I was and doing. You're, like <laughs> now do you like do any like. Study like kickboxing now or like now I do everything. So I, I went four or five years of being the head instructor and I went through a lot of fights. I was shoot 12 and one or 12 and two before I moved to California. And it was really my wife, uh, uh, McKee Sullivan, America's next top model. Uh, she she want to uh, talk about that too. We'll yeah. get to that. She uh, she said, Sam, you, you've got to find like real instruction. You, you can't keep doing this. The people are going to get better. I said, OK. So she did the research uh, and she she found uh, Team Quest here in Southern California. And uh, we, we went out this way. And then I started really learning. So if you ever watch me fight, I have so many terrible habits from the first four years of my career of what I just it looked, you know, I saw it on a movie. Probably so. the most important years, too, because that's like really where oh, you yeah. start adapting. I have internalized some terrible habits that I've made into really good tools for me. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't train people in the th bad things that I do still yeah. do. Um, but I let them know, say, just so you know, if you throw a punch, you know, this way, it will work if it lands. You just got to make it land. Like that. Over. Yeah. yeah, you yeah and there, there's a lot of good ways. To, so, like, when we were working, I showed you the right way to do stuff. I didn't show you the Sam way to do yeah, stuff. Yeah, right. Um, because the, the right way works the same way works for me. Yeah. So how did you get into the UFC then? So you just kept winning and then Dana calls you up and goes, yo bro, you're good. Uh, no. So they, they, that almost never happens. I, I, every now and then you'll, you'll hear someone that has a story like that, but it's, you go through management. So, um, I, I had right after I moved out here, I had a manager and, uh, worked with him for four or five fights. And eventually he's, he was a lawyer. He said, listen, I'm too busy with my lawyering. I'm going to pass you off to this other guy if you want it. I said, okay. So I worked with this other guy for a while, and uh, he promised the world in sponsorship. And he got me a couple good fights, but the sponsorship died off. So I said, okay, well, I'm not interested. Then I can get fights myself. I've never had a problem. And then he passed. Then then I found uh, Mark Pavlich. Uh, he was the, the promoter of the organization I was fighting for, the MFC. And uh, he took me under his wing. He got me into the UFC. And uh, we, we worked together for, for quite a while. And eventually we kind of just split up. And my, my wife has been managing me now for the last I, 15 or 16 fights. 
So wait, you just like a manager got you in contact with the UFC? The manager contacts the UFC and says, "Hey, I have a fighter that should be in your guys' yeah. show." Yeah, and then they then the manager brags about me, and I was easy to right. brag about. I'm a likable yeah. guy. I smile a lot. You I knock got, people I'm, out. I'm a ginger. Yeah, I got a lot of finishes, <laughs> uh, and so I was easy to brag about. So I I, I was probably. 21 and three or something when I got into the UFC. And you're how old at this point? I would have been, how old am I now? I'm 38. So I would have been. You're 38. Google said 35, you're 35. 35. No, I must have been 28 when I got in. 27 or 28 when I got in. Is that considered like old to be fighting or no? Uh, right now I'm getting to the older part of the roster. Uh, there are still guys like last night. Uh, there's a UFC last night, a guy, he's a Russian fella. Uh, Olenek is his name. He's 43. Uh, my head coach, Dan Henderson fought in the UFC until he was 45 or 46. So there are some that make it into the forties and I'm hoping to be one of them. Um, I just gotta, I gotta make my next win count. Yeah. You have like a, a, a love for this sport like so you'd probably I, like to do it as long as you can right as long as i can my body's still good i i limp a lot but that's just kind of going to be me for the rest of my life uh yeah i just i enjoy doing it I, and so i'm gonna as long as i can get paid and i can provide for my family i'm gonna do it for as long as my body holds out right you've probably racked up quite a bit of injuries have you like broken uh, bones teeth yeah shoot concussions. last year i broke this hand twice i'm sure i've had i know i've had a couple concussions not as many as you'd think it's kind of the, the MMA, it's it's not like boxing where in MMA you get hit once, you go out and the fight's over. Going out doesn't mean you have a concussion. It's a certain, your brain actually has to switch the wrong way to get the concussion. So I've been hit enough times and I'm sure I've had concussions, but not as many as a lot of boxers will get. Okay. The boxers, they get it, the repetitive injuries to them. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, I've, I've only got one LCL now. I've, I've torn my, my ankle a couple of times. I've, I've got a bunch of, my, my right toe has been broken for like six years now. I just, it's going to be broken forever. Permanent. Yep. It's just the way it is. Dang it. So you, you don't do any, any sort of like checking on your brain for, Oh no, I do. do, do I, like that kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I do actually right next to my gym, Dan Henderson's athletic fitness center. There's a place called the lab. And they run tests, they run the blood work, and they, they do a lot of the scans. And uh, I do have a pretty healthy regimen of trying to keep my brain as, as healthy as possible. That's great. That's great. Okay, cool. Cool. So you said you had a fight coming up now. Yes. So how do you prepare for that? Is uh, it like, the, do you just... Yeah, that's a good question. Do you just like, I don't know, do you, have a, do you have a coach now that helps you or do you just... Yeah, because I feel like, to add on to his question... I feel like to you, this fight stuff is normal. And me hanging out with you for three months, I really realize how different like of a breed you guys are and like, <laughs> like what, yeah. What does starting, like, what is a fight? What do you do before a fight? Like for a month before your fight, what are you, what are you working on? You're doing like conditioning. You're doing a lot of sparring. You're, you're worrying about your health. Like what, what does that preparation look like? Yeah. So if, if I have an eight week camp, which is most people consider that a camp eight weeks, at eight weeks, I'm still lifting weights. I'm still getting as strong as I can. I'm starting to get back into shape, you know, sparring a little bit more, uh, really working out. Uh, once I get to six weeks, I cut the, the weightlifting out because I need to lose weight. Like me, I have 30, 35 pounds to lose from this point right now. Um, and you have how long? A month? I've got about six weeks. Okay. Five, five weeks now I'm at. Um, so, and that's that's right on schedule. I'm, I'm real comfortable with where I'm at. Um, so I'll start losing weight at about six weeks at four weeks. I start kicking up the conditioning. I'm now sparring through two or three times a week with, with different partners and uh, drilling a lot, mm -hmm. but every day I'm at the gym four to six hours a day. Um, just keep myself as busy as possible. And me, I, I'm unlike a lot of fighters where I, 
I have my coaches, but I've always considered myself my own head coach. Like right. I monitor what I'm going to do and what I'm going to do and how I'm going to do it. Um, as opposed to like with you, where I was the, the head coach with that is I kind of knew what you were going to do. I was going to, I did the same thing with you that I do with myself. Okay. Um, and with Trevor, your, your other coach, I, I'd run his camps like that. I, I've got a list of people that, have, that I run their camps the way I like to run mine, mm-hmm. but I don't have the the head guy above me that's running everything. Makes sense. I, I've got, you know, Dan Henderson's my head coach and I've got Gustavo's my boxing coach and Joe Stevenson's my jujitsu coach and they all help and they all help input and they help monitor. But, but for me, I, I pretty much do most of it myself. Right. So then your conditioning, do you, do you hit mitts like boxing? I, do you I do, do that for I hit mitts. MMA? Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Uh, and I'll throw kicks and wrestling right. in, in with the mitt hitting too. Um, so I've got just boxing mitts and then I've got a, a Muay Thai mitts too, or kickboxing mitts as well. Okay. Okay. Great. Do you do any like type of special training? Like, uh, that's like unorthodox, I guess, from like the normal training. Like, uh, there's this one MMA fighter that trains in the water. Uh, I'm not sure his name. I'm blanking on his name, but do you do anything uh, yeah, crazy like that? Few. I mean, shoot, even my, uh, my, my partner, uh, my training partner, Ash, she's not really a training partner. My teammate, uh, Ashley Yoder, she's done a lot of stuff underwater and stuff. Um, no, I don't. Not so much. Uh, I go real scientific with everything. So I, I do. I read all the studies on straight what to works. facts. I do. And, and dynamic fitness yep. is is my strength and conditioning coaches, and they are just brilliant with all of it. Um, so I, everything I do, it's I, I don't like to invent the wheel. I like doing what has been proven to work over and over again, and that, that's kind of where I'm at. And then for your conditioning, you. In your pro fights, how many rounds do you do? Five? Five-minute rounds? So the, if it's a title fight or the main event of the fight card, it's five five-minute rounds. Otherwise, it's three. Uh, otherwise, it's three five-minute rounds. Okay, yeah. cool. So then conditioning, what do you do? Because like for me, we were practicing five two-minute rounds, so we did five three-minute rounds yeah. of conditioning. What yeah. do you do? So me, because I, mo- a lot of my fights, ex- my next fight's going to be three five-minute rounds. I'm going to be training for four five-minute rounds. Mm-hmm. And it's I, I like they're called t- Tabata rounds where every minute I'm doing a different exercise and then I get a minute to break. I try and simulate my fight as best as I can. So if this fight I'm going to wrestle or if I'm going to strike or if I'm going to kick or if I'm going to do this, I'll adjust which exercises I'm doing to what I want to do during the fight. Right, right, right. Okay, cool. What style of fighting has like helped you or benefited you the most while fighting? Uh, the number one style in all of MMA is wrestling. I wish I would have wrestled more. I wrestled a little in high school, a little in college, uh, but I wish I would have done more. And that's what I encourage all of my amateurs, all of my kids to do, to wrestle. There's nothing that will benefit you more than wrestling in MMA. Why? Uh, because every fight goes to the ground if you can get it there. Uh, wrestlers have the ability to either get it there or not let it get there. Uh, jiu-jitsu is wonderful if you can get a wrestler down, but wrestlers, jiu-jitsu isn't great at taking people down. Okay. Where wrestling is. So wrestling, you basically tackle each other. Yeah. Boxing, you'd strike each other. Mm-hmm. I actually don't know exactly what is jujitsu. Is that just striking and kicking? Is that, uh, ju- no. Jujitsu is not wrestling? Not wrestling. Well, like it doesn't involve wrestling at all? There, it does involve wrestling. Jujitsu is the submitting of one another. So it's trying to break, break the elbows or the wrists or uh, crank the necks or hurt the knees. It's trying to let, it's trying to get the other person to tap out. Uh, and tapping out means you admit that they were better than you. Yep, yep, you I'm a, I give up. Yeah, and that you give up. Um, it, and that's wonderful. You ha- Jiu-jitsu is another necessity, but jiu-jitsu isn't good at getting it to the ground if they're going against a wrestler. Okay, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. 
And you, you'll get a lot of, let's say, D, D1. I always say the most dangerous thing in a, a person in all of mixed martial artdom is a D1 wrestler who's a black belt, a D1 black belt. They're just, they're the scariest people out there. There's not many of them, yeah. um, but they're, they're just terrifying when you can find them. Okay, okay. And then your wife is also a fighter. I know you just mentioned she she won America's Top Model, no? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She won America's Next Top Model, I think, 11 years ago now, 10 years ago. And she's a fighter also. She is. She hasn't stepped in the cage yet or the uh, the ring even. I've seen her uh, at yeah. the gym, though. She's but a badass. She, she trains with me, like, full time. She she, is, she outranks me in jiu-jitsu. She has submitted me more than once. Yeah. Uh, she hits like a truck. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and... I'm hoping, I'm trying real hard to get her to fight Paige Van Zandt in you that said bare that. knuckle boxing. That's the lady who announced the YouTubers bare, versus TikTokers. Yep. Bare knuckle boxing? Bare knuckle boxing. So his I want wife, her to fight bro. Paige Van Zandt. He wants his wife to. <laughs> yes, and I'd have my wife fight her wherever. But uh, Paige Van Zandt, she got runners up. In, she would um, beat her ass, right? My wife would beat the hell out of her. Yeah, <laughs> and, and they'd be friends afterwards or whatever. Uh, but uh, yeah, my wife would destroy her. Uh, but you gotta, we gotta make, gotta sell the fight. We gotta make it happen. Of course, of course, of course. Yeah. Paige is like you said; she's shorter. She's like five two or five, five three. Two. His wife is like six foot. Yeah, my wife's six foot tall. Yeah, I know. She came to the house. I was like, yeah. I was just looking up. <laughs> I told my mom, I was like, dude, she beat my ass. Like, <laughs> she would. Oh, she's beating me more than once. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I you guys be- actually get to fight. Oh yeah, we spar all the time. That's so funny. Does yeah, it, yeah. The, like, doesn't egos get involved? I feel like that's like coolest uh, shit ever. I know it is sparring your wife. <laughs> yeah, no, it's good rounds too. Now, of course, of course, oh, I'm gonna... catch it with your. <laughs> oh, got you. Yeah. I feel like. Don't you feel like bad for hitting her or no, vice versa? You, no, I finally got her to take her rings off when she hits me. <laughs> uh, that that took some convincing, but uh, no, we we have we have so much fun doing it. Uh, we we really it's it's kind of we. we She's choked me, I mean, unconscious before, like where you pass out. And, it's because you just don't want to give up? Uh, yeah. Like, and cho- choking. That's a different doesn't type hurt. of kink. <laughs> choking doesn't hurt. Choking, you wake up and you feel great. Uh, I think you so, said that. Wait, what do you mean by that? I don't get it. Like when you choke someone out. He said, I've never been choked out. on camera. You'd love it. Me? Yeah, <laughs> why not? <laughs> he said it don't feel like nothing. Maybe no. for the vlog. <laughs> yeah, that's that. He's out. Oh. <laughs> yeah no it's seriously there's like a moment of panic when you feel yourself going out and then you just fall asleep and then we release the choke there's just and you'll wake up 10 seconds later and i swear you feel wonderful when you wake up it feels like you just took a two-hour nap like only he would say that bro. <laughs> i feel like have you been choked out no. before no like when i've been choked out i feel like that is too scary to commit to <laughs> all right i want i want the story you were telling us when we were in miami also, we could even get to that. But in Miami, you were telling us how you and your wife met. Yeah. And that your wife, you guys met when you were 16 or she was 16. She was 16, almost 17. And she's the only girl. You guys have only kissed each other. You said, yeah, right? you have been completely. Yeah. No, she's the only gal I've ever dated. She's the only gal I've ever kissed. Only, only one I've ever done anything with. That is like, that is so rare. You don't, you do yeah. not hear that. Yeah. And it, it wasn't necessarily our intention when we, when we started dating but uh we just hit it off right away you're just a different yeah. different breed man i swear i swear yeah and then, I, I was the nerdy kid who played with weapons who, who am i and i i man i got i got a supermodel like on my first swing why yeah yeah but i swing again yeah true that's that's a fair point that's a fair point and then you got your hands full you got five children oh my goodness yeah. under the age of eight yeah run us through all the ages yeah how, how old are all of them uh so it's eight six four one and one one and one mm-hmm. and how's that how's that it's exhausting I just, it's worth every second but dude, it's exhausting we went to uh your house 
you guys invited us over for dinner, mm-hmm. and, I, and I brought my girlfriend and one of my buddies. And I just remember, like, you you seem like you, your life doesn't have an off switch, like, at all. Mm-hmm. Like, seriously, I couldn't. Like, I, I don't know how you do what you do. You're an actual superhuman. You, you coach <laughs> people. You're training full-time for your own fight. You're married in itself mm-hmm. and five kids, dogs, cats. Yeah, well, he had a lot of those, too. Just uh, keeps it exciting. Yeah, it, I get bored. Like, uh, so, so my we're moving to Tennessee here soon. My I fight July thirty first. My my kids and wife are gonna go out there early, uh, late June, early July. Uh, so I'm gonna have a month where I'm by myself. I'm gonna be so bored. Uh, I've been kind of joking. What are you gonna do with the bachelor life? It's like I'm gonna go to bed at eight thirty and be up at you know six thirty, and that that's really gonna be it. Yeah. I'm just gonna be bored all the time. Uh, and it's always been that way. If I'm not doing something and I've always got something going, uh, I, I get bored and you don't want the idle hands. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's actually true. Once you kind of have the, once you kind of have all the things rolling, like at that speed, it's probably mm-hmm. weird when it's turned off. Yeah. Yeah. Every time. So my, my family and her family, they all live across the country. So my wife will often enough take the kids away for a week or I will be separated for a minute because, because of whatever. And, uh, it's just a week of being bored. I'm just, I've, you kind of like it, kind of, because it's quiet, but it's still boring. Yeah, you're like, what do I do? But yeah. don't you feel like a, like a relief from, like, say, like, if you need to train, and so you have, you're worried about the kids at home, you're worried about the, the gym, you're worried about training someone else, and then so if you could just focus on yourself for, like... This... I, I'll let you know at the end of this camp. I've never had it. Oh, okay. So yeah. this is your first time experiencing yeah, this. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I, I, think where it'll, I think where it'll be the nicest is, like, when I'm going to work out, I have to make sure all the kids are dressed and get them into the car. Getting them into the car is a pain in the butt because there's a lot of them. Uh, and not having to get them dressed in the car will probably be nice. But then once they're in the car, it's easy. They, they'll drive. We can talk. We can sing. We can do whatever we're going to do. Um, then we go to the, the gym and we work out together. And it's fun at the gym. But then packing them up, getting them into the car, doing that again, that's, that, that'll probably be the nicest part. So do you... Do you want your kids to get into fighting? Goodness, no. No, no, no. no. Absolutely no. not. They will all know how to fight. They will be able to beat up the greatest fighter that's ever lived. But I, I hope they're good at baseball or golf or tennis or golf, something that's, else. That's the sport. You said you're right? starting a band, no? Oh, yeah. That, I've always wanted six kids because I thought that'd be the perfect number for a band. Uh, my, <laughs> my, my wife always wanted nine. She wanted a team. So you uh, are you gonna get? How, team, you are you gonna have band. more? <laughs> What's that? You, you plan yeah, on having yeah. more? So I've adopted one of our five is adopted. We're a foster family as well, and we we adopted one of them. Uh, when we get to Tennessee, we're gonna work again with the foster system and be foster parents, and uh, we're always willing to adopt. And we'll probably have another another biological child too. That's, that's so awesome. You don't ever feel like it's like ever gonna be too overwhelming. No, no. you love the chaos. We can make it happen as long as long as I have a career where my where my wife doesn't have to work in a job. She can help with the kids and raise them at home. That that's the goal. That the um, yeah, and if you've you've now met my kids a couple of times, they're great kids. Yeah. And my, oh yeah, they're, they're just, seeing yeah, the fish. Yeah, they're out there swimming outside. Right yeah, they're wonderful. They're respectful. They're friendly. Uh, we're working on the you know all kids do it. Working on the eye contact when they talk. We're working on that now. Um, yeah, they're good kids. And so I, I would, I would love to have some more good kids. Amazing. Uh, I want to move over and talk about the Paul brothers a little bit. Okay. You love the Paul brothers. I do. You like- I, yeah, no, I do. Uh, I, I like Logan more than I like Jake. I've met him both once, but I got to spar with Logan a little bit. Uh, Lo- Logan is great. He was real respectful. He was very, very, he worked hard. He did everything he was supposed to. Jake was, Jake was kind of a jag a little bit, but I, <laughs> so? again, I've, uh, 
so his girlfriend at the time was, I don't remember who she was. She was somebody famous, but uh, he kept messing with her and she thought it was hilarious, but it was like messing with her where I was a little uncomfortable. Like messing with her. How? Like just like he kept pushing her or something. No, he kept trying to take her shirt off. Oh, okay. All they were having a great time with it. There was nothing inappropriate about it other than I was right there and I had no idea who she was. So the whole time I was like, I don't know if I'm supposed to look at this or just really look somewhere else as hard oh, as I can. Oh, just mad awkward. And, and I'm, yeah, that's kind of what it was. And um, Logan Logan was great. Jake was fine. He just, that that was the memory I have of him. How, how do you feel about Jake calling out all the UFC? Like, or to him. I mean, and I've, Jake is brilliant with who he's calling out. So he yes. fought a YouTuber, which is not an athletic person. Mm-hmm. He fought an ex-basketball player who was an athletic person. Then he called out a retired two-hip surgery UFC fighter uh, in Ben Askren, uh, which was, if you're going to call it a, a, someone who was a UFC fighter, call it a wrestler, which is Tim. Yeah, uh, in a, for a boxing fight. Yeah, someone who doesn't strike. Yeah, right? someone who doesn't strike. And So Ben Askren's got like, 24, 25 fights, and I don't think he's ever thrown a punch. I mean, the bell rings and he takes people down. Um, and, and so that was the perfect call. Then he calls out Woodley. Now, I think Jake's going to lose to Woodley. You really think so? I do. I think Woodley's going to win this. Woodley was a beast. I know he's on the downside, and he was a wrestler also, a wrestler with a big punch. He's known for striking, no? I heard somebody say that. Uh, he's known or for is- a big punch, and he, Woodley was, was a wrestler. He could grind almost anyone down. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was the champion for a while, but again, it's a good call because Woodley's older, older than he was. Not been a champion for two or three years. Is on a on a skid, but he's still active. So if you're going to call an active fighter, call it one who Woodley probably hasn't won a fight in two or three years and has been beaten up pretty good a few times. But now there's a he, he was an animal and uh, he had a heck of a punch and he he boxed well with his wrestling. I think Jake's going to lose this one. And just because of how good of a, a fighter yeah, how Woodley good is. he was. Definitely Prime Woodley walks through Jake. Uh, so Woodley from four years ago, there wouldn't even be a fight. Jake wouldn't have called him out if it was four years ago. He's calling him out now because he's on the downside of his career. Um, but what does that really mean, you know? Like, just because he lost? He's I feel like it's like, still a fucking animal, no? Right, right, yeah, right. right? And, That's the idea. Yeah, yeah, you just, you've got to base your caught on something. And he's yeah. basing it on, well, Woodley hasn't won. So it's probably a safe. You don't want to call somebody on the upswing. Right, right. Rather, right. at least if you're Jake, you want to call someone out, of the, out in the down, downswing of their career. That makes sense. So do you think if Jake fought you, do you think you would win? I would floor him. Floor him for <laughs> yes, sure? it would not be a fight. When you sparred... Logan, did you win? Logan, I guess sparring, you never know who wins. I, I, it's more I, of a learning I, process, yeah, right? I don't want to brag about sparring too much, but Logan won't fight me either. Oh, okay. After yeah. sparring with yeah, you before? Does. Okay. That, People don't realize that either. A lot, a lot of sparring is educational. Yeah. You know? Wait, yeah. what do you mean by uh, education? Like, like you're two people like teaching each other. It's people think like it's really scary to spar. Like you're like I don't want to spar you because you think we're gonna go in there and just try to kill each other. But it's like I feel like it's my, all you I feel like alerted. fighting is such an ego thing. Like if I lost, my ego would be shattered. Like <laughs> oh, so, uh, you know the, the I when think I, it's like that because you think it's like that though. When I go into sparring, it's I'm not getting paid for sparring. I'm getting paid for fighting. If mm-hmm. I'm sparring, it doesn't matter if I win or lose. It's, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to try and improve myself and help my team. Yeah, because this is the time. To do yeah, that. so my I leave my ego off to the side. I, I sparred with Sean Strickland just before I came over here today. And I, I there was one round I won, one round was close, and I lost the third round. Um, 
and there's no ego in it. It's I, I'm not embarrassed to say it. He Sean's a Sean's a, a beast, and that was it was great great sparring. We we I got better because of it. Yeah, so that's uh, basically it. You improve. You do it to improve so that when you go to put your career on the line, but you know, like so, fight, so so say if like you lost every round against Sean. And that's what, happened before. Would you just say Sean's a better fighter than you? Like, I'd is that ever he, a thing or I'd no? I'd say he won every round. And I'd say if I was getting paid to, to fight him, he wouldn't have won any of those rounds. But like, think, uh, of, of course. think how hard it is for him to improve because he's already so good. He's got to find the guys that's going to kick his ass so he can find places to improve, you know? Exactly. And okay. Sean is one of the best ever. Um, no, as I was saying, you've got the upswing and the downswing. Sean is heavy upswing right now. Uh, if you look at my recent career, I'm on the downswing, but I'm not concerned about it because I could make an excuse for every one of them. My next fight, I'm gonna is gonna be the bottom point, and I'm skyrocketing. Let's fucking go! That's yeah. It's it's gonna be such a bad bad day to to be fighting me July 31st. I I'm gonna ruin him. Where is that fight gonna be? Uh, it should be in Vegas. I don't know if there's an audience allowed yet, uh, but I'm hoping there is. And then that'll be a pay per view UFC, right? Uh, it won't be. It will be UFC. It'll be on ESPN, not pay per view. Oh great. Okay. Cool. All right. Yeah. July 31st. What information can we know about this fight, man? As of you no- just had a fight April. Now you got a yeah. second one. So that's. Pretty yeah, fast. yeah. I, I try and stay as busy as I can. I only get paid when I fight, so yeah. I like to fight a lot. I actually hold the record in the UFC for most fights in the in a in a calendar year. No shit, how many? Yeah, uh, six, six. Yep, yep. And I share the record with That's Cowboy two months. Yeah, it was it was busy. I, and actually, I had That's so, like enough for a fight camp each time with no yeah, time in between. Well, I three of those fights were with like in the same six week period. It was like oh, every my. two weeks, and then I had a little time off. Then I fought Nate Marquardt, and it, it was kind of cool. That's absurd. Yeah, I I love fighting. I enjoy it. I was beat up at the end of that year too. So that, that was the year I tore everything in my ankle. Yeah, yeah, man. So July thirty first though, we could July look forward 31st, to a show. I, I'm swinging on the upswing now. And the coolest thing, bro, you know he's in the UFC video game. No, you are. He's in the I'm, UFC video game. I'm in UFC two, three, and four. How does that work? Do they? Come contact you and say, hey, we'd like you as a video game character. So this is actually kind of a cool story. So uh, a few years ago, uh, the UFC was bought by WME, which is Hollywood. WME owns Hollywood. Uh, and so what they did is they invited the entire UFC roster to uh, th- this hotel, and they gave seminars all day. And one of the seminars was with the Zufa brothers. The Zufa brothers are who did own the UFC before they sold it. And they still had they, – they're still connected to the UFC or something. And uh, he was given an interview, and he was asked, asking for questions. And everyone, that, hey, everyone's question was, it was like, "Hey, pay me more, pay me more." Why isn't Reebok pay? Everyone was asking stuff like that. So I waited my turn and raised my hand. Eventually, all right, what's up? What's up, Sam? He said, "Listen, uh, you guys have helped me, you know, with everything. I've got a career because of you. I'm known because of you. Uh, I, I've got a wife because of you guys. Thank you for all of that." Uh, the only thing that's missing is how could I get in your video game? At which point the whole room just thought that was the greatest question ever. He, he kind of chuckled. He talked to his accountant. He said, oh, well, we'll see what we can do. And then he went on asking questions. And not 15 minutes later, this accountant he was talking with, like, checked his phone, leaned over, whispered to, to Zufa. And uh, Zufa said, hey, Sam, you're in the game. No way! Asking you yeah. shall receive. Yes, at UFC two, and that'll be. They've got my character made, so they just keep putting me in every game. So I'm in two, three, four. I'll be in five whenever five comes out. Um, that must have been so. so you surreal. waited for the right time. I waited. Oh, just patiently, and it was a nice question. It wasn't complaining about yeah, anything. Like everybody else was. So he, yeah. he respected you for that. Yeah, and I, oh man, that that room erupted. It was it was so much fun watching that. Yeah, and you were the only one in the room that got in the game. Yeah. Uh, 
like in that, that room, yeah, yeah. Funny. I'm trying trying to think. Uh, Misha Crow, he might have made it in also on, in this most re- recent one, but uh, yeah, that room it was that was it. Damn. And then and then uh, do they they give you like a one time check or do you get residual from that? Uh, I every year I've gotten two checks so far. So from UFC two and three, I've gotten checks, and oh, it's however much people play my character or how much they think people are going to play my character. So right. I, I didn't make much, but I made something. Oh, bro, that's fucking that's. Like a dream come true. Yeah, oh, like it's, just, it's awesome. Being in a, like imagine having a character and well, like because we grew up. Yeah, because we grew up playing Tony Hawk, right? Like underground skateboarding. I'm not sure if you did it oh, all. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so like having your own video, having a character video in your video game, game would be absolutely unreal. Mm-hmm. What's your marketing strategy going into a fight? Do you go on Twitter and talk a lot of shit, or are you kind of just a great question? Stay really positive the whole way, uh, not even. Yeah, think of it. So I think I'm hilarious. I I don't know if anyone else does, but I think I'm great. So uh, everything I do is I try and be as funny as possible. I I love TikTok. I'm on TikTok, uh, and I I make the little skits when I've got a fight coming up. I've announced every fight I've had in the UFC with some sort of skit. And I've, I I've got a YouTube channel, but I don't do anything on it but i've posted them on there uh and instagram was where i was until i found tiktok here in this last year um and so i just have fun with it as much as i can i i would probably make more money if i talked a lot of shit i just i i'm not good at it i'm not good at that part of it I, 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 you're too smiling i'm yeah. like how is this guy fighting people you're that's just- what i mean bro you can just tell it's a part of him like it's not like he wants like he's just he's a fighter like you know what i mean I yeah of course you, yeah, I and so, so that that was kind of kind of it. Is I I just uh, I have a good time with everything. So I the whole time I try and be as funny and whatever comes to my mind. I I do the sarcasm real well, and uh, so I uh, the backhanded compliments. I'll get some of those yeah. in pretty good, uh, and I just I just have a blast with it. The backhanded compliments. That's what gets them. Yeah. <laughs> have oh, you ever had any like some. serious beef though at all? No, no. Uh, the worst the worst that I've had was a uh, Cesar Mutante. He was a Brazilian. Cat. I got brought into Brazil to fight him, and I got brought in to lose to him. And Wait, what do you mean by brought in to lose? I mean, uh, they were bringing... Uh, let's see. They just wanted to have a perfect he, score? They wanted him to win. Okay. He, he was supposed to be the next Brazilian you know, hope. He, he was the guy that was going to replace Vitor and every other Brazilian. It was him. So they brought me in, you know, kind of smiley, goofy-looking Sam, mm-hmm. uh, to fight this guy. And this dude is like made out of granite he was like shredded shredded and at the way and he got up in my face and put his arm on my throat and this and that and, and you're like what are you doing kind of grinned at him yeah <laughs> and then the next day uh we, we got into the cage i floored him i knocked him out it was like two minutes in just oh, shout out yeah. oh man yeah, it was my my first ufc bonus i, I got an extra fifty thousand dollars for for knocking oh him yeah that. that probably yeah. felt Damn. so good too just like, oh it was great and we've met a few times since then and we're we're fine together yeah oh, he, bro he's, he's a good dude now but that that was as close to beef as there's ever been and you just fucking slept him just slept him that's yeah. the best that's the best storyline that you I, love to see is when the other guy's being <laughs> cocky and then the chill one yeah, and if you watch it, so it's about three minutes in of the first round where I knock him out, but uh, I didn't do much for the first three minutes. Like, he he was throwing spin kicks and doing this cool capoeira stuff and all that, and the, the referees, well, Sam better do something or he's going to lose, and all of a sudden, boom, right hook, left uppercut. And, uh, yeah, he went down hard. I stepped over him. I got two more shots before the ref pulled me off. And uh, that that was, you know, $50,000 later. I, I walked out <laughs> of Brazil a winner. That probably felt so good. Do you oh, ever, it was great. Do you ever feel like, I feel like because it's like, I don't know, feel bad like hitting someone, hurting somebody at all? No, no you don't even think it's, it's a sport. No, bro. It, like even when I spar and I got a couple shots on Arthur, 
It's like the best feeling, bro, when you feel someone's head get pushed back by your hand, bro. Like, it feels good. <laughs> it feels good. It feels good. It, it, feels, it does. It it's, feels great. It makes everything worth everything. I hope in the summer we could do some UFC training or something. Yeah, I know. I got, listen to this, bro. You're going to be, your gym people are going to be hyped. I got my friend, my friend Tyler. I got okay. my friend Shane. He said he's down to go. Okay. We're all going to start coming in and doing the classes so we'll okay. be each other's partners. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So he wants oh, to get into it. Too. Yeah, you guys are going to have a blast. It's so much. It's addicting. I mean, it is. It's three months, and now he's like hooked. Yeah. Oh yeah. And yeah. then he's talking about it, hyping it up. So yeah. I've, like, I've been bro, talking bro. about it too, like this whole week. Like, I, yeah. That's gonna be like my new form of uh, like physical activity. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Uh, I want to know some like crazy, like, like some fucked up fights or something, like some crazy knockout. You broke a guy's nose. Like, what's some what's some fucked up shit? You uh, know that you've done yes. or seen or you know what I mean in in the fight game. Uh, so uh, I want a good story time. Yeah. So I, I told you about uh, I fought in Russia. Then the next weekend I fought uh, three fights one night tournament. The last fight of that I I lost round one, but in round one I hit him so hard. I I mean I his nose was gone. Uh, I hit him in the blood. The blood sprayed my wife who was outside the cage. Just sprayed across the table. Hit her in the face. She was wiping blood off her for the rest of the rest of the round. Uh, and there've been a couple couple fights I've had like that where I just ruined the guy's face uh, with a punch. Yeah, just just like you like, hit and it just kind of explodes oh, like you fuck. see in the movie. <laughs> And and not often does it reach the you know outside the yeah. cage, but it did this time. Um, that 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 was that was pretty fun. Um, th- then I, I've just I've had I've had some really cool nights. So I fought this guy Bill Hill, and uh, I I we we're fighting. He was better than I thought. He was an older gentleman, and I was supposed to be easy you know easy based on oh he's thirty five or something. I think I was twenty two or twenty three. Uh, and he wasn't. He came out. He was. He was game. So round two, I go boom. I hit him with a little three piece, and I knock him out. Um, and I start backing away. Uh, and Herb Dean was the referee at the time. He said, "Hey, keep fighting." I said, "I will," but he's out. So I start going back in. I knocked him out standing. So his legs locked up, and he's against the cage. And he was just oh out. shit. And I knew it. You can if you get a knockout, he's like you this? can. He was just yeah. He was out kind of leaning against the, the cage. cage. He's locked up. Yeah. Uh, and her, the referee didn't know it. And so I said, all right, I'll keep going. So I started coming back in and then I, I told him, he's out, he's out, but I'm walking in. Then Herb kind of tackles me, t- takes me off and they help him down to the ground. And he, he was unconscious for, for a minute. It, it, it was a good shot. That, that one, that's probably my favorite knockout. Uh, and it's one that it was before anything was on TV. It was King of the Cage. So it might be on it might be on fight pass maybe, yeah. but I love that one. Dude. You ever been in a fight? No, I've never. I'm like. Have you punched somebody? Nothing? Nothing. I, like maybe when I was like in elementary school, but I feel like everyone does that. Like you yeah. tackle a kid to the ground and then yeah, the teacher breaks it up. Mm-hmm. What about you? Um, I got my ass beat once. I remember that in the Taco Bell. And I, I punched a kid Bell. in the face when I was like 10. Oh, and I remember that too. Taco had, Bell parking lot. Not Taco Bell. A taco shop parking lot. Yep. This guy. Yeah, he got. I got a good story. When I was like 16, well, I told you about what happened at the skate park. We said that on the, I was just about to bring on the that podcast. Up, yeah. I, I, Sam was the first person I called about the <laughs> hippie story, guys. I told you a couple episodes ago. I called him. I was like, I wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> like I went right into that. Nah, but when I was like 16, I was at a Mexican food shop. And uh, long story short, this girl I was with, uh, she had like, an, a dre- like a nice dress on. And then the, these two older guys, they were like mid-30s. And I was 16, little kid. Like I'm little now. Imagine when I was 16. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I said, uh, I was like, they were making comments about her ass. And I said, oh, what the fuck did you just say? And then he goes, excuse me? And I said, I said, what the fuck did you just say? 
I start getting in his face. Anyways, dude leaves. Home, his friend starts the car. I'm inside on my phone, like right, like waiting for the girl to get her food. And then the guy runs in, grabs me by the neck, throws me up against the wall, starts slamming my head into the wall, throws me into tables, and then he just screams, fuck you, and then just dips. So, so I'm 0-1 too. 0-1 <laughs> <laughs> in the streets. I'm 0-1 in the streets right now. <laughs> no, but the, what about the one, the one where you punched the kid in the face? That was when I was like 10 though. Yeah. What, what was the story behind that one? Oh, he's just making fun of me for being small, and I kicked him. And then he looked at me, bro, like, that's it type shit. After I kicked him, and I was like, oh, like, oh, what do you, like, he gave me that look, like, is that yeah, it? Yeah. And then I punched him in the face, in the nose, and he got a blade nose, and then I ran. I hid from my mom for, like, a whole day. Of course. Do you have Actually. any, like, little kids fighting stories? Uh, no, I, I'm serious. I fought one time out of the cage, and I was a bouncer. Uh, it was uh, St. Paddy's Day, and our bar was dead until about 11.55, and then I, 20 uh, p- folks from Pachango, the, the reservation up the road, came in, and they were already lit, uh, but they came in, and uh, we were kicking two of them out. I was handling something, and the, the manager was kicking two of them out, and they shoved him, so I came outside. I said, hey, knock it off, guys. Come. They shoved again, so I double-legged him, uh, took him down, and said, knock it off. And as I was doing that, everyone else came outside. And then the first one up just kicked me square in the face. I didn't know he was there. He came up, boom, blasted me in the face. And then it turned into a fight, apparently. But I was I was out of it. Oh, and that's the uh, 0-1 story. That's, that's my, yeah, that's my 0-1 story. Uh, it blasted me in the face. And apparently I didn't go unconscious, but I was, like, out of it. Like, I was awake, but they kind of drugged me off to the sides. I was trying to talk. Um, and I remember waking up, like, I say waking up, but I was talking with police when I realized what was happening. I was already on my feet walking, talking to police when my brain came back, you know, turned back. And you're on. like, yo, what the fuck? Like, I don't remember the cops getting here. I don't remember standing up. I don't remember anything. Uh, and then my coworkers kind of filled in the gaps. Said, yeah, you were, I mean, out of it. You weren't out, but you were out of it. And then, yeah. And I, I, I tuned back in. Yeah. I tuned back in as I was already talking to the cops. Dude. All right, man. So I want to talk about uh, our experience training yeah. together, the YouTubers versus TikTokers. First, I'm honestly curious, you as a professional fighter, you know, and a lot of professional fighters that I'm sure you know, what do you guys as professional athletes think about how kind of social media has kind of run over to your sport? Like, of course, it's uh, I've heard a lot of guys say, oh, it's really cool. We get a lot of new eyes to the sport. But I also could very much understand it being annoying. Like, how, how do you how would you guys how would you say your sport, you know, feels about that whole thing? Uh, that's a pretty controversial topic right now. Yeah, you know, o- overall, I think I think probably more fighters are butt hurt about uh, butt hurt about it than they should be. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I love it. Yeah, fighting is fighting, whether you're you know a trained killer like Anderson Silva or Sean Strickland, or someone who's good on YouTube or TikTok or any of that. Fighting's fighting. It's fun to watch. It's fun to be a part of. I know that the let's say the UFC guys particularly they're upset with it because you guys are making so much more money than we do, right? Um, and, and the way I see it is that people, I mean, you you've got such a huge audience on everything you do. People want to see you fight. Yeah. So I don't I don't hold that against you. You've done, you've gone a different route to make people want to watch you fight. Mm-hmm. If if we wanted to compare on who worked harder between the UFC fighters, I've worked harder than all of them. Yeah. But I'm not getting paid what you know Conor McGregor's making, and I know I've worked harder than him. That's a very fair point, honestly. Right. It's just we we got their different routes. He he's done something. Uh, he's got the he, audience. He's run his mouth. He's opened his. He's won the fights he's needed to. He's done what he's had to do to get the 
audience. Yeah. Uh, it's similar to you. You've, you've, I mean, backflipped over giant canyons or yeah. you know, everything you've done with, with, to, to help um, build your brand and build your audience. Right. So I, I would love to watch fighting, whether it's you or whether it's, I, I keep Anderson Silva's yeah. about my favorite fighter ever, whether it's Anderson Silva. Right. Um, because it's fun to watch. I imagine that it's going to only become a bigger and bigger thing, especially now since other social media influencers realized through this event that just happened that they could become little prize fighters like yeah. Jake Paul did. Like, I think like Jarvis, um, the kid who had the knockout that night, okay. I think I could see him doing that. You know what I mean? Like, I feel oh, like yeah. a lot of these guys that are now doing this. Yeah, they get that they, one win. They, they want to run with it. Like they got they eyes on them. Paul, you know? Oh, yeah, of course. Like, run with that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I could see it, and I hope so. I, I love, you know, I watched all the, we were backstage the whole night. We watched every fight, and they were so much fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, w w would they have beaten, you know, Mayweather? No. Fuck no. But they were still a ton of fun yeah. to watch. I think it was entertaining, because they were both same skill level. Yeah, it, it was entertaining to watch. Yeah. Uh, and you didn't know who was going to get knocked out, and yeah. you all kind of thought somebody was, and yeah. somebody did. Yeah, right, right, right. So I, it's a fight's a fight, and fight's, you know, fun to watch. So you being a, a legit UFC vet, how was training with a YouTuber for three months? It was, I had so much fun doing it. Uh, it I really did. It, it was fun watching you from day one when we couldn't do the ladder drill to uh, you being able to do the ladder drill three months later with your eyes closed forwards and backwards. Yep. Uh, watch you being able to not turn your hips when you're throwing the cross. And now I'll bet you you couldn't throw a cross without turning your hips. Mm -hmm. uh, it was so much fun watching you go from know nothing to working your ass off for three months. I mean, we, we worked together four or five hours a week, just about every day. Yeah. Uh, to, 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 it was a letdown not, not having you fight, but mm -hmm. the commission's the commission, I yeah. guess. Um, but it was so much fun watching that progression. Yeah. And it was all fast forwarded because you had a, a most people don't have a fight until they're ready to fight. Mm -hmm. You had a fight being unready to fight. So as we got to get yeah, you, let's go. we got to get you up. And so it was fun watching the fast forwarded motion of, of you training like that. Yeah. 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 How mm -hmm. is Tanner's work ethic compared to like someone that, like that's a professional would be that's training? That's a good question. Yeah. Like, be brutally honest. Yeah. Too. Be brutally honest. Yeah. yeah. It, it's not the same. Like I say, I work out four to six hours a day uh, because it is, it is my living. It's what I do. And I've got no other job, but this, you have other jobs you've got. I mean, you've got the Tanner Fox empire to run, right. to manage. So uh, I couldn't expect you to work out four to six hours a day. Uh, but you worked out every day. You did what you're supposed to. Uh, when you were there, you worked out as hard as any of us do. Mm -hmm. uh, and you you were very single-minded when you were there. Even the days that you woke up and you, it was just not your day. So just come in, we'll get it done. And you came in and we got it done and we we had a good workout at it. Yeah, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. So no, it was I. It was it was really fun to see, and none none of us, we, you know, me and Trevor and Jordan and Gustavo, we didn't know how it was going to go. Yeah, because, that's why I'm asking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we didn't know if you were going to be a, a, a little shithead or yeah, something. <laughs> something. You turned out you weren't. Uh, and I, well, being backstage with uh, at this last event you were at, I kind of got the feeling like a lot of the YouTubers put in some work, and a lot of TikTokers did not. Yeah, that seemed like that. Huh? I, it, <laughs> yeah, and you, you I think said, I think Ryan Garcia's dad just wanted to scam all the TikTokers, <laughs> like literally, bro. Like he had him in like a mass. He had no all the Ryan Garcia's dad trained all the TikTokers. Oh, that's he, Canelo, right? No, Ryan Garcia's dad. Pro Coach Henry. Okay, okay, okay. He was here when Ryan did a punch bag on me. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, but he had them all in a camp together. Yeah. And it was like, none of them were, it didn't seem like they were all getting like one-on-one -on -one attention. They were all in like a camp together. And it seemed like uh, Ryan Garcia's dad just, he probably collected just a fat bag off all of them. Because all the TikTokers, yeah, none of them wanted to put in the own work to find their own camps. So they all just yeah. followed everywhere Bryce went. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, of course. 
Yeah, and yeah, I kind of, and you said it once, and I never thought of it during camp. I said, "Yeah, the TikTokers are lazy," and in my head, I never thought was well, a YouTubers TikTok. I'd say, oh, "You know what? Now that you say it, TikTok is. I, I do TikTok, and it takes no effort. It yeah. is like two minutes of my day every day. Well, yeah, there is and, a difference. Yeah, sure. and and you, everything you do is. I mean, you, you have to have a fifteen to thirty minute product three to five times a week. Yeah, uh, and you have to, and it, it's it's a job for you. It's not just something I do. Yeah. you know, while I'm sitting in my truck. Yeah, and there's planning and thought. That's what I was explaining. Yeah, the YouTubers, work ethic is completely different. Yeah, and, and that it, really showed in you, the event. You, yeah, the YouTubers went almost undefeated. Yeah, um, it, but just just. Being around the two different groups of people backstage, I didn't get to talk to many, but I got to watch them a little bit. And there was a big difference in personalities between the YouTubers and the TikTokers. Like, I didn't want to be around any of the TikTokers. Because the TikTokers never had to like sell their personality. Tanner has to sell his personality mm -hmm. every day. Yeah. On it, on this, on every platform he's on. On a TikTok, it's just a music, lip sync. You're just looking at someone's face and you're yeah. thinking like, oh, okay, this guy might be cool. Mm -hmm. And you're just, ooh, I like his style. I like his style. Yeah. I like his, yeah, swag. Or, or like uh, Ryland, he just flips the camera off. That's his entire social media. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, bro. Literally. <laughs> That's every one of his Instagram photos. Dude. Yeah, we started, while, while everything was going on, Trevor and I, Coach Trevor and I, we just started looking at stuff he does, and that, that's kind of what he's famous for, is he flips off the camera and yeah. hangs around famous people. There'll be a lot of them that adapt, you know, like the Bryce Halls. They'll always adapt and I think stick around. But I, oh, yeah, of course. But a lot of those guys are in for a rude awakening when, I, when they think that is going to last forever. Yeah, yeah, I, I'd imagine it would, Ian. Man, I, I want you to fight him. I don't care when it happens. Yeah, I've never seen a kid with such a punchable face as, as Violent Storms. <laughs> I already heard Social Gloves 2 is announced. So if Did you think Tanner had a chance? I like, think Tanner was going to die. It wasn't going to be. You went the, no, like bro, 150 bro. to 127? Dude, dude, dude. dude. <sighs> you know what Ryland told us? I don't know if you were there when we were all standing outside. He said, yeah. he said, oh, Miami's so hot, bro. You got to come You got to come to Miami earlier next time. Uh, Wait, he's Ryland like, said this? Yes, he's like, because I was training. He's like, right when I got here, which was a week and a half before the fight. He's like, he's like, oh, I was sparring and it was so hot. I only lasted a round and a half. Oh, three and a half minutes, bro. <laughs> I think he's trying to was trying to undersell himself. <clears throat> no, I, I don't think the kid worked out at all. This was after he knew I, the fight was off. Like we were all trying to figure it out. Okay. And he told me he's like, yeah, dude, you got you got to get all used to the heat out here because like I sparred when I got here and I only lasted a round and a half. Like it was so hot. Yeah, I just because like I feel like there's just the worth that isn't the same. Like he would have gone two rounds and he would have been dead. I, yeah. I'm not saying he would be a bad fighter because we don't know, but like I really think he would have been dead after the second round. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree. I, I maybe the fight will happen someday, but yeah. it's a fight I'd be very comfortable taking. If he can stay afloat, not. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he can make something for himself. Uh, but yeah, there's a uh, social gloves too was apparently announced. Are you on the card? Well, it's not like announced like that. They're just saying that. Oh, it's going to happen. Be a social gloves too. So. Do you think it's still going to be Austin running it or no? Like uh, the main guy. Uh, I would imagine he owns a majority of social gloves. Okay. I think majority, majority of it. Oh, I wonder who he's fighting. You think it's going to be Jake? Uh, he, he's talking about he wants to fight KSI. But all that shit is so dumb to me, to be honest, bro. All well, that shit is so dumb to me. I hate even talking about it. Like, well, What do I you mean? think of it? Like all you their know, drama. It's probably like a different language to you. Yeah, yeah it, it was so different. Like, like backstage, we were backstage at this event, and there were people just walking around. I mean, like, there's just a crowd of, of girls and dudes just, just walking by backstage. And that, I've never seen that before. Every I've been to, a, I mean, a million fights. And backstage is you're with the fights or you're with the commission. That is it. 
And here there were just people wandering around. Very and all the girls, all, all the girls there were like hardly dressed. Uh then they were just walking around hardly, you know, more or less naked backstage. It was such a different feel. I didn't know what to make of it. Uh, that one group walked you say, by. Yeah. What, what, what was it? The little. It was it was our the Migos. Uh, Migos. That was the Migos. Little, little Migos or something. Yeah, and all of a sudden there was like four hundred people just walked by and said, "What it, was that?" In a cloud of weed smoke. Bro. <laughs> yes. On God, like you would expect the Migos, bro. A cloud of weed smoke, and then it was gone. <laughs> they were gone. Yeah. Um, and, and it was just, it was a different atmosphere than I was used to. It, it was also social gloves. They, they, I could, it seemed to me like they've run a lot of concerts before uh, or something like that. Yeah, it was like a really that. beautiful event. Yeah. But like, as far as they didn't care at all about the fighters and coaches and all that. I, for the first time I think in my life, I screamed at a lady. Uh, we were trying to get him in to, for the weigh-ins and there was 10,000 people. They all want a photo with him. And I said, here, we're going to step over the, this rope. We, so we stepped over this rope and said, all right, now what's up? And this lady just comes out and there's, get over the rope. You have to go and say, okay, I'm fine. We just, have, and she just keeps get over the rope. Said, listen, and just end up screaming. <laughs> said, we're doing it. That I, we've done everything. Now what? Get us over there. Uh, I, I was screaming at some lady. And uh, then, then we got backstage, and the entire time they try and separate the fighter from the coach. It's like, all right, we're going to do weigh-ins, but coaches, you got to go way the hell over there. Which he said uh, doesn't ever happen. Never. You don't separate, especially. I mean, there's no especially, but at weigh-ins, fighters are on short fuses. They've made weight, they've cut weight, their their brains aren't right. You keep the coaches by them, so the fighter doesn't wander off. Fighter doesn't get hurt. Fighter doesn't do anything bad. Uh, and here they just every chance they could, they said, "All right, coaches, you're gonna we'll see eventually. Fighters, let's go this way." Because like this event was like all the TikTokers had one coach, and then <laughs> YouTubers were kind of just like, "We don't know anything about them." So yeah, yeah seriously, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it was it was such a different atmosphere. It was interesting to say the least. Mm-hmm. Very, very, very interesting. Sam, you're one of the happiest people I've ever met. What is your secret? Do you have a secret to happiness? Uh, y'all Did got, you say it? Would you say you do? I yeah yeah. But y'all should marry a supermodel. Ah yes, it's worked wonders but, for me. But you've never uh, heard of the Hot Girl Matrix? No, what's a Hot what's Girl? A, what's the Hot Matrix? No, I've never heard of this Hot Girl Matrix. Mm, I'm, it's I'm, a YouTube video. It's it's the idea that the hotter a girl is, the more crazy she is. Oh, uh, I've heard of this. It's this a is, chart. It's this a chart. is very true. The line goes like this. <laughs> the girl. Uh, I I don't think she's crazy, but maybe, no, maybe that makes me crazy. I mean, she's trying to bare knuckle fight Paige. <laughs> yeah, I that's crazy. Uh, that is crazy. That is crazy. That's fair. That's fair. Okay, so supermodel wife. Yeah, supermodel one. wife. Uh, I I'm very Christian. I I am big big believer. I was at church this morning. I go as as many Sundays as I can go, and uh, hey, having the good Lord in my corner really takes a burden off my shoulders. Uh, so I think between those two things, uh, it it just led to a real happy life. By the way, I really appreciate your. Your um, every day you post. A oh quote. yeah, I love this. Yeah, I've, I've been doing that for two or three years now. Yeah, yeah, every day on my Instagram, I post a verse every day. I, I get I get emailed four or five different verses, and I'll kind of read them, and I'll, I'll decide which one I want to. I post. really like that. Okay, cool, yeah. man. That's a great answer. So, what would you say that your meaning of life is to you? My to meaning you. of life. Uh, Everyone has a different one. I always ask our guests this. Yeah, shucks. Um, I. I We've been put here for a purpose. You got to figure out what the purpose is. Uh, and at the end of the day, it's I like I said, very Christian. I think it's to to, to praise Him and raise His name on high and and draw draw attention to Him in any, every second and every breath I've got. Uh, and if I if I can do that for even one person, get them closer to to God or re- recognize Him a little more, I I will die a very happy and and you know fulfilled man. 
Amazing, man. Amen. Yeah. Okay. Okay. One more thing. All right. So we have uh, we have Marissa maybe listening right now, right, or maybe Marissa. her name is maybe his name is Jake. I don't know who's listening, but but Jake or Marissa, they're going through some shit right now, mm-hmm. and they need some advice from Smiling Sam. How do they get themselves off the couch, motivated, back to chasing their dreams? Maybe maybe they're upset over a girl breaking up with them. Just you know, yeah, little words of encouragement. Yeah, yeah. My mom always said it's don't sweat the small stuff, and you know what? It's all small stuff. Uh, that, that this really is this, this life is just a mission to get to, to, you know, heaven, to get to the, to the real life. Um, if you're going through a rough time, you know, take a need, you know, pray a little bit, just, just try, even if you don't believe you, you can try, you just, just say a little one, see what happens. I'll bet you, I will bet you, you will feel at least a little better. And then the more you pray, the the better you'll feel with it. Uh, it'll, he doesn't guarantee that life is going to be easy, but, uh, he, he will, he will. He will be with you through through the hard times, uh, the easy times. He's there too, but he will always be there for the for the hard times. You just gotta recognize him, accept it. I love that, Maverick. I've never asked you this on the show. What is your meaning of life? I've never asked you this. Uh, I don't know your meaning of life, bro. I don't know. I feel like I'm so like, just it is what it is. You know, just it is. <laughs> that sounds very Maverick. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's how it is. What it is, man. <laughs> Like just roll, I'm like a leaf in the wind. I just roll with it. Like <laughs> no thoughts. It just, just it's gonna happen. It's it's always gonna work out. It always works out. Does it never not work out? That's true. Everything happens for a reason. Any big deal you've ever been through, any big event you've ever had, like you're stressing about it. Yeah, like like you I said. Don't sweat the small stuff. And it is all small stuff. Exactly. Exactly yeah. what he said. It always works out. It will never not work out. Like ne- last like year ago's problems. I don't even think about them. You think about last year's problems? I don't even think about two days ago problems. Yeah. I got today problems. Exactly. And they'll be gone. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And then we'll be worried about tomorrow's. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, all right, guys. It has somehow already been over an hour. Uh, so, Sam, it has been so amazing. Where can we follow you? What are you working on the rest of this year? What yeah. can we expect from Smile and Sam? Yeah, I'm hoping to fight as much as possible. I, I would love to fight constantly. If I fight in July, I'll fight again in September and then November, and we'll just keep it going like that. Uh, if you want to follow me, I love TikTok. It is like my favorite form of social media. So follow me on TikTok. I'm at Smile and Sam, Instagram and t- Twitter. Can show. you spell I, that once? Yes, S M I L E N. S-A-M. So follow him on TikTok. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. Twitter's a shit show. I hate Twitter. I don't like Twitter either, yeah. but I deleted Twitter when we were in the, oh. at the boxing match. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> man. Oh, Twitter's a shit show. I was getting railed on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, that's all Twitter's used for is yeah. just yell at people. Yeah. Uh, but I'm there too if you want to yell at me. Uh, otherwise, Instagram's the same thing as my, my TikTok. Do you have apparel? Uh, yes. If you go to smileandsam.com, I've got shirts and I even sell masks now and stuff too. Yeah. Uh, and, and go on the UFC game, play his character, yes, play my character. You get me paid that way too. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, it has been Tanner. It's been Maverick. Hey, it's been smile and Sam Alvey and we're out. Peace. Peace.